But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky Vero and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good? Bananas, what you do this week? Um, I'm starting a new mission. I'm watching all the Marvel movies. So Iron Man last night. So far, so good. I'll probably watch the Hulk once we're done doing this, and... Then um up to twenty movies, so we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Sounds like an incredible waste of time. Yup. And I'm not <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> well, my week is super exciting. I went to all of my wall mounted TVs. I cut a hole into the wall with a box cutter, put in a case, and now you can see no wires from the TV down to the Roku or PlayStation or Xbox that I got in my whole house. So everything looks really nice, really clean. All right, let's go ahead and jump in onto the killing floor. We open today's episode on the killing floor. Dee has been voted in, and she called out Day. The game they're playing is called Tug of War. Dee says she chose Day because she was the weakest option. So let me ask you guys, out of the girls left, do you feel that to be true, that Devon is going to be the weakest option? Out of the girls there, when you look at it, you have Ninja, who's like her best friend. You have Maddie. You have you know, Georgia, and you have Davon. When you look at all of them together, I would have chosen Davon too. I wouldn't have underestimated her or made it seem like it was because she was weak. But when it comes down to it, if you look at the options that she had, it was her best option. I don't really know if she would be the weakest option necessarily. It depends what Dee's mentality about it was. To see them standing on a small box, though, I probably would have went for Maddie just because I would be more hopeful that she would fall off the box. So I'm not sure that her strategy was necessary, but if she wants to go with weak, then maybe Davon was the correct option for her. Yeah, I'm not really mad at this option. I think it really came down to Day or Georgia. Both of them have really good elimination experience so far. Uh, I probably would have went after Davon too, um, you know, because sometimes she gasses out, but she's first in these eliminations. At this point of the game, everybody's tough. So, you know, there, there's no more layups at this point. So moving on. Shorty, let's go. Let's get it in. D shoots straight at the cannon, goes for speed, while Davon favors a slow and steady strategy. The thing that really set them apart is the stance that they took. Day was sent to mass with bent legs, like a cornerback in the ready position. D was bent over, feeding the rope between her legs like a center under the QB. The ropes are heavy and both ladies start moving a bit slower. And as soon as the ropes get tight, Day seals Dee's fate by snatching her ass right off that platform. Damn! I thought it was a very good elimination, very tough elimination. Veto, how would you grade the ladies' performance tonight? I'd give this elimination, I think, probably an eight. You could definitely see both of them working hard and there was no way to 
take a crop out of this one. So I enjoyed it. All right. Bananas? I think their performance was great in both because you can see they both tried it all. But this illumination, ah, I, it was just so boring. Oh, my God. I, I feel like we, I, we've seen this one already. And I just couldn't really like pay attention to it. I mean, we should have saw this one last week and they could have hyped up, you know, last week there would have been, oh, two eliminations and there goes that week. And then this week, just focus on the purge and we can see more of that. I just didn't really care about it. I would give it two out of 10 for the elimination, but I would give both of their performances a 10 out of 10 because I see they both, they both tried. Okay, Becky? I'd probably go about halfway and give it a five out of 10. I do think that it did have a level of suspense because you were really watching to see how quickly these girls were going to be able to move, how quickly either one of them was going to gas out. I was actually really surprised to see how quickly D kind of gassed out and was really wobbly. Like, I, I don't think her strategy was the best overall. I, I think it was a solid performance on both of their parts. I'm not really a huge fan of the elimination. Again, like I said last week, I wish that they would have done a hall brawl for them too. So that way it would have been a little bit more exciting. Yeah, I definitely feel you. If this was a hall brawl, I mean, this could have gone in a completely different direction and it would have been way more exciting. But unfortunately, Dee wasn't able to get it done tonight and she was sent home as a result. Up until this point, how would you rate Dee's season so far overall? Veto. I think her performance has been pretty good, though, for Ricky. But by herself, I'm not really seeing too much that's impressive. I would probably give her like a 7 out of 10. She's been doing, she did pretty good in the beginning with Wes. And then I think what happened was more of the challenging dailies came along. And she couldn't keep up with it. All right. Bananas, how would you rate D season? I would give her 4 out of 10. I mean, she didn't really stand out much. I mean, when people look past the season, the thing that comes to my mind when I hear Dee's name is how much she complained this season. She had a strong alliance with Wes in the beginning, and that helped her greatly, as we saw. Uh, once it came to a singles game, you know, she really didn't have much left. And towards the end, she just became more annoying, and I just couldn't, like, I wasn't excited seeing her on my TV. All right. Becky, how would you rate Dee's season? I mean, I feel like she worked hard. And she conquered some of her fears, uh, the, the heights and the swimming. So I'm really proud of her for conquering those fears and really putting herself into a position of, of being really vulnerable and, and obviously taking on everything. I honestly am not the hugest fan of Dee. I like her, but, you know, not Stan at this point. So I give her probably on a scale of one to ten. A six. I think she could have been more memorable, but she wasn't forgettable. Yeah, I feel you. I think that's a. I think that's a very fair grade. I'm gonna go ahead and agree and give her a six out of ten. Uh, she made it very far, and and a very strong cast. Um, you know this this rookie class one of the best ones we ever seen. She played a good game politically. Uh, it got her very far, and being aligned with West helped out a lot. She got way further than any of us thought she should, and not a bad first season. And hopefully we'll see her again in the future. So at this point of the game, two-thirds of the cast is gone. There's no more weak people left. There isn't anyone here that doesn't deserve to be. That feeling isn't lost on the challengers. Back in the house, Carver and Polly are planning on going into the final together. And let's move on to this daily challenge. Shorty, let's go.
The challengers approach the site and it's revealed that the deadly takes place over water again. Three container crates with a pole on top are suspended in midair with, net, with, <clears throat> with netting draped over the middle. This challenge is called Judgment Day. Bum, bum, bum. On the first container, you have to run and jump off into the ocean and swim around a buoy and climb to the second container. Then swing from the rope to the third container and grab a ring. Then jump off that container and climb back to the second container and place the ring on a pole to complete the challenge. This is a purge challenge. So the last place male and female are going to go straight home. Whoever goes the furthest, the fastest, wins. So today's order has been randomly selected, which means Paulie is going to go first. Carver and Turbo gets to sit this one out. Paulie is brimming with confidence, ready to tackle one more day of work to punch his ticket to the final for the second straight year. Paulie sprints off the container and decides to dive head first into the water, and he hits the water hard. He pops back up and makes his way around the buoy. He scales the second container and is revealed that the net is a bit wobbly. He runs across the second container to swing to the third and drops almost immediately, once again hitting the water hard. He swims back, scales the container, swings, and falls off again. The challengers begin to worry, and everybody is rooting for him. He attempts to scale the middle container a second time, and he is struggling, screaming in agony, trying to force his will to make the climb. At this point, he looks exhausted and disorientated. The climb is going slow, and TJ lets him know that he has 10 minutes left. He makes his way up to the container and tosses his gloves into the ocean. He won't be needing those anymore. He grips that rope for dear life and finally makes a swing. He forces himself up the slanted third container and grabs the ring and jumps back into the water. The rest of the challengers begin to worry because if a competitor like Paulie is struggling in this challenge, how would they fare? Paulie only has to climb the second container and place the ring to finish the challenge. He grips the net, but his body isn't listening to his brain anymore. Paulie pulls himself up, biting his lower lip to keep him gasping out in pain. As he nears the top, his elbows are pointed out and his arms are shaking violently. When it's time to make that final push to the top, his arms give out and he falls backwards to the freezing ocean hard and on the back of his neck. Carver turns away as this is beginning to become hard to watch. Thankfully, Paulie pops back up, gasping for air. Paulie begins his climb once again. You can see the torture in his face. TJ is staring intensely, and he even begins to cheer for Paulie. Paulie makes it two feet from the top and drops again, hitting the water hard. Everybody's face is scrunched up or their hands are covering their eyes. Paulie emerges from the water, shakes it off. At this point, even in Paulie's face, he realizes he can't make this climb in his condition. That doesn't stop him. He begins to climb again, screaming with pain at every step he takes. All the challengers on the sideline are mute as they stare on. His time runs out and he falls back once more as the challenge guys paddle out to recover a broken man. At this point, he's convulsing and cold and Carver attempts to console him. Now, he dropped into this water seven or eight times. It looks freezing. It was definitely really hard to watch. So, Becky, how did Paulie's performance make you feel? Oh, it's brutal to watch. You know, I just, you know, wanted to reach to the TV and help him. I was, it, it hurt me. It physically hurt me to watch him continuously drop. He never gave up. I, I got to give it to him that no matter what happens, he didn't quit and he didn't puss out. I, I give major props to him for continuing to push through this even though he knew that the likelihood is that he wasn't going to make it. He put on one hell of a, a performance. Bananas. Well, 
I'll put it this way. If you don't respect quality before, you have to respect him now. I mean, this guy literally, literally gave it his all. I mean, you saw him try each single time. He didn't give up. I fell on his neck, what, three times, and he kept doing it. I mean, that's major respect for me. And, I, and I'm happy. I'm a fan of his. And I hope he comes back next season stronger than ever. All right. Veto. I was disappointed that, you know, he had an off day and it happened to be a purge day. But I will say that he went out without a fight. And I hope that he comes back next season and he gets the fairy tale ending that he deserves. All right. Sounds good. Becky, how would you grade Paulie's performance? Even though he didn't get it done today, what grade would you give it? Just because he put so much effort into it, he didn't complete it. So I can't give him a 10. But I, I give him an eight because he he was fighting and he was a fighter and I am not going to take anything away from him. Um, but I can't reasonably give him a 10 because he did not complete it. All right. Bananas. Easily 10 out of 10. I mean, he's, he gave it his all. You got to respect it. I mean, if someone's trying, they automatically get 10 out of 10. I mean. He's not like other cast members that are there just for a paycheck and a free vacation. He's actually there to keep um to win the money and you know actually better himself. So that's why he gets ten out of ten for me. I would give him a ten out of ten as well. I know that he didn't complete it successfully, but you could see that he had determination and he was really really trying. So I feel like that can't be discredited or taken away from him. So I would I would definitely give him a ten out of ten. Okay, for me I would give him a nine out of ten, and that's only because he didn't finish. I know Paulie can be really polarizing, but at times he represents the absolute best that the challenge has to offer. Uh, all the drama to the side, all the offseason stuff to the side, he came in there and we got to see a guy give everything he got to an obscene degree. Uh, it got to the point where it was hard to watch, and it, it was really cool to see somebody share will take him as far as it could. I think the big thing is him diving headfirst into the water. I think it just kind of doomed him. It wasn't the best decision, and it's a shame having one off day is going to get him sent home. But one hell of a performance. I think we were all lucky to have seen it. So on Twitter, Don't Call Me Shirley wants to know, do you or do you not think the outcome of that purge would have been completely different if Paulie had not gone in first and made the mistake of diving instead of jumping? I definitely think that that's where his beginning of the end started. I think that he was... Um he was wrong for that one. I think that the water definitely affected him. He said he hit his head first. So I think that he probably wouldn't have been as shaken up if he had gone in feet first. Um, I mean, I don't think the jumping played a much, a much of a factor as him going first did. I feel like in every challenge, whoever goes first always has a disadvantage because everyone else is waiting for their turn, and they're seeing what that person's doing wrong. So they're seeing how Paulie's holding onto the rope, how he's doing this, how he's doing that, and they're figuring out what to do. Paulie didn't have any time to prepare. He's going straight into it, and his mistakes are now turning into everyone else's advantages, and that's what hurt him most. Uh, I think it was a mixture. I have heard from a couple of people that when you dive into really cold water head first, it, it causes your body to seize and your muscles to seize. It's something that I've seen other people write. I don't know how true it is, but I know that from the beginning, he seemed to be struggling. So I can only think that it had something to do with the dive first. Uh, but overall, it, it's always hard to be first. 
because you don't know how steady you're going to be. And you even heard them on the sidelines saying, oh, I didn't realize that the ladder was going to tilt that way. Good to know. So it kind of gave everybody a heads up on how to do it, where he needed to go and where everybody needed to go in order to complete this mission. The rest of the channel just feel a bit bittersweet, as knowing that Paulie just punched his ticket home early, but only after witnessing the most gruesome display of will and strength. Carver stays with Paulie as paramedics tend to him for his sustained injuries. All right, so my boy Sour Patch at Challenge Kid 123 wants to know, what are your thoughts on Challenger's possible life-threatening injuries? Is the challenge worth these kind of severe injuries that we can see? Bananas. I mean, well, look at the NFL, for example. I mean, you have guys getting concussions left and right. I mean, which, with every sport, there's always an injury. I mean, no matter what you're doing, you're always risking your life for it. And I look at this same way I look at, at any other sport. You're signing up for it so you know what can happen. Like, if you're playing football, you hit some your head, you know the chance you're getting concussion. If you're in the challenge and you're jumping 50 feet in the, um, in the air, there's a good possibility you're going to get hurt. I mean, especially because most of these vets seen the show before, they know what they're signing up for. So, I mean, injuries happen. If they don't want the risk, don't do the show. No doubt. Becky? I think that the challenge gods put thought into this to a point where they're really trying to make sure that safety is involved as much as possible so that the challengers don't get hurt. I mean, obviously they don't want to have to do like lawsuits and stuff like that. Obviously when you sign contracts, you kind of send your life away, but you know, there's always ways to work around it. I think they try to be as safe as possible, but it depends. It's kind of like you think about wrestling, like, you know, WWE wrestling. When you do certain moves or you do certain acts, you understand that you need to do it safely or you're going to get hurt or you're going to hurt other people. So I think that sometimes that people just need to think a little bit more before they jump into things to help avoid injuries. They got to protect <laughs> themselves. Yeah, jump into things literally. Oh, quite literally in this particular case. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah no, you got to <laughs> think of your own safety first. So when it comes down to it, I'm going to do it in the way where I know I'm going to be able to keep going forward. Because in the end, my life, my body is mine and nobody else is going to be there to protect me if I get hurt. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like remember last season, I think it was, remember Leroy jumping over the cars? Yeah, that was real yeah. brutal. I feel like every season, there's always that like one daily challenge where it puts like everyone's like, physical body to the limit and like it there's always a good risk of injury and i get the shows for competition but like they do have to tone it down because if you're having one or two people getting hurt each season that's not good i mean this is a show where people want to come back to and if people keep getting hurt no one's going to want to come back yeah you're right um you know that's how we lost alan earlier this season uh carver had an excellent season i believe it was free agents where she injured her hand hunter injured her his hand in a season he could have won. So, you know, we are starting to see some injuries. Veta, what's your take? I was going to say that I think that um, even though some of the stuff that they do is really life-threatening, I think that, you know, they know what they sign up for, but I do think that the challenge gods need to be also a little bit more careful. Um, like, for example, in Hall Brawl, when the bell was against the wall. That, ah. was, that was terrible. They could have, yep. like, really been hurt. And then I know, like, other things, like, you know, like jumping on the cars. And then there was the one, um, I forgot what the daily challenge was 
but it was during uh, Champs versus Stars when Anissa said that it was unsafe. It's like things like that. Like, you know, I feel like they know some lines are like really flirting with the unsafeness. Yeah, I remember. Actually, it was uh, Brooke Hogan who said it was unsafe. And it was Anissa who got injured. Oh, yes, that was it, which I, I it's not funny, but I thought it was a little bit ironic that somebody actually did get hurt after she said that. Yeah, yeah, that was a good point. And it really um, it really vindicated uh, Brooke's worries on that subject. She was afraid of getting hurt. I think the challenge gods do put a lot of thought and effort in making these challenges as safe as humanly possible. But you can get injured getting out of bed in the morning. These guys are athletic. They know what they signed up for. Paulie's injury most likely is self-sustained from his uh, head first jump in. You know, those things are always hard to see. We just got to make sure that they keep working hard and making sure that the challenge stays safe for everybody. So Wes is picked to go up next, and he likes to take a slow and steady pace. He knows that if he just makes it to the end, that he he won't get sent home in this purge. So he performs the challenge flawlessly and finishes at a a decent pace. So if Polly was an example of how not to do it, Wes certainly showed everybody how to do it properly. Next up is Ninja. She was very confident because this challenge directly involves a skill set she has developed as a ninja warrior. She jumps off the first container in style. When it's time to the rope swing, she comes in a bit low and doesn't make it, but she has to jump into the water and attempts that swing again. Maddie is up next, and she kills the swimming portion. When it's time for the rope swing, she loses her grip right before the landing and smacks into the container hard and falls into the icy waters. She gets back to the net, and as she begins to climb, a sail approaches her from the rear, and then she freaks the fuck out. She stalls out and doesn't complete the challenge, putting her in the same spot as Polly, where somebody else will have to not finish for her to have a chance to go to the final. So then next we had Georgia, and she did flawless. She got across on the first try from swinging the rope, and she completed the challenge pretty quickly. And then followed by her, we had Theo, who also did great, and he killed it, completed the challenge as well. So leaving Polly hoping that the next person will flop. When it's Devon's go, she dives in holding her nose. She's a bit slow in the swimming part, but she just needs to finish. She may be a bit too slow, and Maddie gains some hope that she might be able to stay. When it's time for the rope swing, she is way too low, and she also slams into the container. She hangs on for a bit and then falls into the water. She never makes it back up the net, so it's going to come down to the wire. So Hunter is up next. Polly watches closely as he's really hoping that he fails so it's only hope to go to the final. Also with Kara by his side, also crossing her fingers, hoping that Hunter fails. But he performs flawlessly. No mistakes and kills it. As Hunter scales the third container, Polly knows he's going home, turns to Kara, and they spend their last few moments together, grieving the fact that he just got sent home. And in the confessional, Polly is full of tears. He gave his best, but today his best wasn't good enough. He puts the blame for today's outcome on his shoulders, and hopefully he comes back next season ready to compete. Uh, it's definitely bittersweet to see Pauly go uh, as so late. And now the two ladies are up, and it turns out that day was a bit too slow. She took too much time, and she's also going home. So our girl Kayla at Natalie's Glitter wants to know, if not Dan Pauly, who would you rather have seen go home last night? Veto. To be completely honest, I would like to see Hunter go home. I'm just not really the biggest fan. And then for females, I don't really care, honestly. 
Um, I knew that whoever lost that elimination was probably going to be sent home the next week from the females. So I'm not really surprised this day. But I, do, I did wish that she could have made it, but not at the expense of someone else not making it. All right. Bananas? Um, I'm stuck between two from each side. Easily for me, it's either Wes or Hunter. I can't send them both for two different reasons. Um, and for the females, uh, I guess either Maddie or um, Ninja, just because I don't really like care about either or that much, where if they were to make the final or not, it would affect me that much. I mean, I like Georgia and I like Cara, so I don't want to see them go home. So, yeah. All right. Becky? I really think that it could go any way for the girls. I don't really have any preferences on which one went home. I think that they all worked really hard and it was going to be a crapshoot no matter what, especially with this whole, with the way the challenge was shaping up. I really don't care either way. They all killed it and I'm proud of all of them. So at this point, I was disappointed to see any of them go home because they really put a lot of effort into it. Uh, For the guys, I hate to say it, kind of wish Hunter had failed. Mostly because he ha- this hasn't been his greatest season. He's definitely shown a side of himself that I don't really like. I'm hoping he turns it back around to being the hunter that I, that I actually really enjoyed watching in seasons past. But at this point, I feel like I, I really wish he would have gone home. Because I think that Polly deserved it. You know, I really like Paulie. I was really sad that he went home. Uh, one of the best things about this point of the game is that everybody who's there deserves to be there. I wouldn't be that sad to see Turbo go home, mainly because I would really want Hunter, Wes, or Pauly to walk away with the championship. And I do like Theo. I'd like Theo and Turbo about the same, but I'll probably edge out on Theo just a bit more. For the ladies, I, I definitely want to see Cara in it. I would love to see Davon make it. So it really comes down between Maddie and Georgia. And Georgia is one of my favorite new people uh georgia has grown on me since the first episode she's really really cute really funny she has great commentary she does great in eliminations and she's a fierce competitor so that leaves maddie i wouldn't have minded seeing turbo and maddie go home so ryan michelle wants to know do you think it was good for them to have a perch challenge for the last daily before the final or would you have preferred one male and female elimination instead veto I don't like purges to begin with, but yeah, this one was definitely an upset, especially because Polly did so well all season, had one off day and it was a purge and it was right before the final. So I would have liked to see him at least, you know, if he, even if he had to go to elimination, it would have been better than being completely cut. So I don't like purges at all, but especially not at the end. All right. Bananas. I mean, I like the purge to the extent, I mean, we had him in the past. I I'm an iffy fan about it. I mean, I think the best place for Purge is at the very beginning, and that's it, and nothing after. Yeah, I I really didn't like the fact that they had a Purge this late in the season. I mean, they've been doing it lately a lot in the last few seasons. I'm not a big fan of it. Like Antonio said, I agree uh, that if it should be done, it should be either done in the middle or at the beginning. It kind of weeds out the bad you know, the people who are just going to be skating are the people who are going to just be there to drink and party. And they're not really there to compete. So it kind of shows people's heart from the beginning. But yeah, I'm not a fan. I wish it was an elimination. I, I would have felt better about that. But it is what it is. Challenge gods made their choice. 
whether we like it or not. All right. I fucking hate purge challenges. Nothing good comes of them. Even at the beginning, you got some people who put their lives on hold, you know, their jobs on hold. You know, they got rent to pay, car payments. They they quit all of that to come and do the show and they're out in the first episode because they wasn't fast when they first got there. Perch challenges are always inopportune. It's even worse this late in the season because now we lost Paulie and Davon, two people who have been uh, a, a very big focus on this season. The fact that they have to go home and they don't even get a fucking fighting chance to stay, I think I think we are all I think we are all inconvenienced by this purge. It wasn't fair. They should have had a fighting chance. It should have been whoever's at the bottom is automatically going into elimination and they could pick out the people who didn't win. That's how it should have gone. And then we also wouldn't have eight people into the final, which may be a bit much. I'm not really against eight people in the final, but the purge, it it, got to go. Only in the beginning, maybe in the middle to help weed out some of the weaker people. But really, we're not winning with this purge. They can get rid of it. I feel like it just has to be in the beginning because, like, there's I don't see any difference between being purged right away or losing in the first elimination because it's the same thing. You're giving up all your time and you're going home first. If you're doing it midway through the season or after, like, say, the second week or the third week, that's when you're taking the opportunity away from someone because they actually fought to be there. They get into the house and TJ lets the challengers know they're all in the finals. Rookies are dominating this final, but all the vets have championships under the belt. Wes doesn't seem too worried. He has seen brutal finals before, and he knows the rookies are in for a world of hurt. So, not your average Stan Nicole at I stand who I want to. What's up, girl? What are the chances that a rookie takes home the big prize? Who are your top three you're all going for in the final? Veto, kick us off. I don't know. I think it's a pretty... It's a good possibility that a rookie is going to take the W on this one, I think. Um, all of them have shown that they're fearless. They're willing to try things. Um, I don't see too many weaknesses amongst them. So it could really be a rookie vet or a rookie champ, I mean. So we'll just have to see. But for my top three of people that I want to win, I would like to see either Turbo, Georgia, or Car Maria take the W on this one. All right. Good pick. Bananas, who do you got? Well, I'm um, sorry. Um, so, Bananas, do you think a rookie takes home the big prize, and who's your top three in the final? I mean, if you want to look at it mathematically, I mean, there's a 62.5% chance a rookie does win because, you know... Fuck out of here. We start doing math. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I... Um, I don't know. I feel like a rookie might take his home, but if they do, it'll be really close. Especially because you know they're new to this, and but from what we've been hearing, this is a like a whole new final. You know, it's a whole new thing, toughest one ever. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, the top three, um, I think I'm gonna have to go with what Barrow was going with, um, with Turbo Car and Georgia. I mean, those are the only three I can say I actually like fully like this season that's left. So I'm, I'm hoping for one of them win. So. All right. So for me, uh, I think I think a rookie taking home the big prize is very possible. I mean, Wes and Cora Maria both got multiple championships. Hunter is the defending champ. You know, it's really anybody's game. Like I said, there's, there's no more weak people left. But if a rookie takes it, I can see that. 
uh, for my top three, I can see Turbo, Cora, and Wes. You know, uh, I like Georgia. I like Georgia. I like Maddie. I don't really see them winning the whole thing. I don't see Theo winning the whole thing either. But, you know, Hunter has a really good chance too. But I think it's really going to come down to Wes and Cara. Uh, Turbo may make his way into the top three at some point. Uh, this final does look brutal. Can't wait to see it. But before we move into our next part, uh, Day also went home. Uh, Mama Day had one hell of a season. Let me ask you guys, uh, how would you grade Davon's season for War of the Worlds? Becky? I mean, she's memorable. She she really fought for it. I got to give her overall like a seven. No, I'm going to give her an eight. An eight out of ten. Because she she put her heart into it. She really tried hard. She isn't the strongest competitor, but she definitely wasn't the weakest. So I, I feel terrible that she went home, but I think that she's going to come back stronger and hopefully, you know, next time we'll see her in a final and see how she survived. So I, I, I really want to, I really want to give Day the props that she deserves for having a great, great season. Bananas. Um, I'm going to give Day the same good to give Paul. You know, it's a 10 out of 10. Um, she had a deal bear for a good part of the season. And from what we saw, that takes a lot. She killed her eliminations. Well, she was so 3 0 in eliminations. And that's a good record to have for one season. And she gave it all in each challenge. And great commentary. So I give her a perfect 10 out of 10. Better. First of all, Tyler Louder, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I like making fun of him for his hate for Davon on his power rankings. But um, I would give her an 8 out of 10. You know, she really surprised me. She had the whole underdog thing going for her this season. Um, also last season a little bit, but she had a partner. So it was more about her this time. And, you know, I hope that she can come back. And maybe she'll, um, you know, actually prepare a little bit better for this challenge next, in the, if she comes back the next season. And hopefully we can see her in the final because I think that with her politics and her eliminations, she could probably make it to the end. So at this point, let's do our Pinstrip Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinstrip Empire. Make sure you visit those guys at pinchipandpireny.com and follow them at pinchipandpire on Twitter. So, Becky, who's your pinchipandpire episode MVP? Males, even For though both. he lost, I gotta give it to Polly Because the heart that he showed, even though he lost today, really kind of... It, it's really an amazing thing to see that he kept going and I got to give him props for pulling out all the stops and really trying to push this through. So I got to give it to Polly. And I'm also going to give it to Georgia who killed this challenge, made it look easy. Good going girl. I'm proud of you. I agree a hundred percent with Becky. Uh, Polly has really shown what the challenge is about. And I think we're all blessed to actually watch somebody use their sheer will and strength to try to compete. Uh, he didn't get it done, but the amount of heart that he showed, he's going to be my MVP for today. And for the ladies, I got to do Georgia, too. Uh, she did flawless. I don't think nobody expected her to do so good. She's funny. 
She's bright. She played a decent political game. Not the best, but nobody expected her to get this far. So Pauline Georgia are going to be my choices. And Vero, who's your pinstripe and part episode MVP? Oh, I like your little like attempt at the Yeah, I tried. Oh, I tried. So cute. I tried. <laughs> um, but I'm also gonna follow suit. I'm gonna go with Polly and Georgia. Um, Polly just because he was really determined, he fought to the very end. And even though I usually pick my MVP based around like who won for the day or whatever, even though he lost, I think that he went out the way that you should, which was fighting to the end. And I'm going to give it to Georgia just because she made that thing look super easy. And she actually got across on one, ta- one try, which was better than Ninja Natalie. So oh, that's, I was a super fact. Impressed. that's a fact. Yes. So those are my two. All right. So before I say mine, I just want to point out how you guys all hated me and trashed me when I gave my MVP to Leroy when he was eliminated. And you said, oh, how, you know, he got eliminated. How could he get MVP? And all three of you just did it. It's only okay when we do it. Yeah. I see that. So my MVP will, is obviously Paulie for the same exact reason you guys just said, and the same reason why I picked Leroy like many weeks ago, because the guy gave a lot of heart. He had a great episode. He had a great season. And I'm looking forward for what he can bring next season. And I'm going to follow everyone else again and pick Georgia. She killed the challenge and you guys pretty much covered everything else. So power rankings, they're all. And I like how you just copied us now. Have some originality. I, I uh, go last. That's oh, not my fault. Shit. When, yeah. I, when I pick someone else, you guys still trash me for it. I <laughs> no, just so kidding. I, I'm just I, I am changing my who I pick because you guys all picked the same. Nope. I, anyway, we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> she just took your role, Malik. Right? <laughs> okay. It's time to break down the fifthmajorsport.com week 14 power ranking provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Daily Jorder and at the Fifth Sport. And before we get into it, I just want to say big shout out to Daily Jorder, big shout out to the Fifth Sport. All season long, they kept us supplied with the power rankings. I just wanted to let you guys know we really appreciate you guys. We really appreciate the content you guys have on your website. Uh, you guys are true fans. Uh, we love you guys, and thank you so much for all the effort you put in this season. Much respect. Thanks. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I liked when he <laughs> called himself our cousin. I was like, oh, that's so cute. No, nah, yeah, I was like, fuck cousin, man. You guys are like a brother, man. Seriously? We, we're in this together. So, a lot of respect, a lot of thanks from Love War Challenges. We love you guys. Heart you. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> wasn't paying attention. San Antonio hates you guys. Wait, what? <laughs> Sent no love over when we're talking about Tyler and the I was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yo, yo, to the podcast. Yo, I am still super tight. You, did you even listen to the last episode you wasn't on? Even now? Like, uh, I wow. want to plead the fifth. You are such a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> you are so trash. 
Oh, but oh he, made sure, he made sure to talk to Gabe when Gabe said he wanted an episode <laughs> of just me and Becky. He's like, okay, Gabe. I'm like, you don't even Wait, listen what? to the episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gabe wants a special edition with just me and Vero. I, I still won't listen to that. I think we could set that up. Me Wait, and Becky are trying to make our own podcast. Then can me and Malik do one, just like sports? No. Why not? You guys are already crossing over. Yeah. Oh, no. Fuck that shit. Yeah, <laughs> so that's your sacrifice. Anyway, I'll, back to I'll, the rankings. I'll that key kettle. Okay. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I stand. You are amazing. I love you. <laughs> I'm in a mood today. <laughs> I'm gonna put Vero Defender in my, <laughs> my name. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> okay. Okay, so number one, we have Turbo, two Kara, three West, four Ninja, five Theo, six Georgia, seven Hunter, and at number eight we have Maddie. So, how does everybody feel about this? I mean, what's wrong with it? Nothing. Maddie's obviously last because she didn't finish it. Turbo and Kara one and two because they're in the final. Three to seven. Who really cares at this point? They're all in the final. So, I mean, it's nothing. You, nothing you can really complain about. I mean, it's another, it's another good power rankings by Tyler Lauder. Another great power ranking by Tyler Lauder. Sorry, jeez. <laughs> Don't hit Tyler with the weak something. adjectives. <laughs> something, guys. What? Why is Georgia number six? Georgia she should be should a, uh, yeah. above Ninja. I, I no. Where she is is I don't like it. Like I think she needs to be moved up much higher. Otherwise, I'm matter. okay with everything. They're in the yes. final. I don't it's, care. It's the final eight. It's. it's I mean. It's the last week before the final. Who gives a shit? I mean, me, I do. It, we, I, we give a shit because we're doing I give it on several the shits. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, who cares? Like, we're the middle. Are. I mean, you're the top two, you have your bottom one. I mean, everyone else, I mean, they competed, they finished it. I mean, it's not you much know, you can do. You know, you know who cares? You know who cares? No one cares. Tyler yeah, Louder. I know. Oh. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler cares. cares about this yeah, shit. We care because we're arguing about it on our podcast. No, so I'm not. Thank you for invalidating a whole section of our show. No, I mean, like, the th- three through seven, I mean, their placements don't really affect as much as one, two, and eight, is what I'm hey, trying you know, to say. That's what I mean. You know what? That, uh, Actually, I you make it. a good point. I'm looking for a way to mute you off of the, off of the show. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. <laughs> But I'm going to Google how to do that at some point. To shush him, like I did. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do know how to do you, and I can. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody okay. wants to hear it, Antonio. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to you right now. All right, all right. That so for my you. power rankings, um, I, I think I think it was very, very good. Uh, the only thing I would change is we got Ninja and Theo at four and five. I would actually replace them with Georgia and Hunter at six and seven. Um, Georgia could take Ninja's spot because she did better last uh, last episode, and Hunter could replace Theo's spot because he has a lot more screen time. And I I think the performance was about the same. I just can't put Theo over Hunter for no reason. 
outside of that, there's another another great list. Actually, can we put West at number eight for the fun of it? There's no need. He showed no. everybody how no one cares, remember? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah no one cares. Well, that's what I'm saying. If no one cares, can you put West at number eight? No. I thought you only care about one, two, and eight. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to put West at number eight because I just want to. Moving yeah, because on. you want to listen, if you wanted to, you would put bananas <laughs> at, at number one. And he's not even in the final. I mean, for the first two weeks, probably, yeah. All right. And he had a great first two weeks. I mean, I'm not wrong. You are wrong, like always. Not wrong. But moving on. (laughs) I'm always right. (laughs) Another great list. in the corner, Malik. Exactly. Go go back to your fucking hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Another great list by the fifth major sport. Now we're going to move on to some Twitter questions. All right, so Andrea Mooney at Andrea Moons wants to know, what's your opinion on having more rookies in the final over vets? Does anyone think the Americans will win? I personally don't have a problem with how things ended up being rookies. There's more rookies than vets. I think the vets couldn't stay together anyway. I think if there was uh, even amount when they split into individuals, I think they would have went after each other no matter what. So I think we're going to end up with rookies at the end regardless of the situation. And I don't know if an American is going to pull a win out. Um, I don't see it happening, but I'm always surprised. So we'll have to see. I think it really shows the caliber of rookies we have this season and how Uh, strong they were. So uh, we got to give props for the casting of the fact that they found really strong rookies that could carry this. So big but big ups to to doing that. Uh, I disagree too. Just a, I you disagree with everything. Disagree. No, but like I only disagree because I feel like the hatred among vets took over. That's why. Absolutely. But rookies were still killing it. No, I mean no, no, no. Don't get me wrong; they were killing it. But I feel like the, the it was from the beginning. This was always a vets game. And they played it how they want, how they always play it. And they went out and they took out their rival right away. I mean, the only really rival among rookies we've seen is Turbo and Ninja and D. I mean, it's it's because they are new, but they're strong. A lot of people were very scared to go against some of these rookies. And some of these rookies took out a lot of strong players. So you got to give them credit where credit's due. So... I'm just saying I, I account for the fact that the rookies, there's so many rookies, is because they were that strong. No, don't get me wrong. The I mean, they are, I mean, they are strong. I am just saying how that's why I feel like they're I more mean, rookies two rookies didn't final. go home on the purge. Two vets mm. went home on the purge. Let's just Ooh, look at that. That's so, the fact. So they're, they're awesome let's look at that. Big brother vets. Big brother yeah. veterans, nonetheless. Yes. But, and on the same season of Big Brother, which is even funnier. But, uh, oh, yeah, that's a players flop. <laughs> and the last two Big Brother, Big brother members flopped it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real. Flop But I think that in the end, I think that these rookies really held their own. They, they did instill a level of respect early. And yes, even though the vets did have their angst against each other, in the long run, it's still nothing because the the rookies are still there, and there's way more rookies than veterans. So oh, I I, I'm not going to be seeing. I I really don't think we're going to see an American win it, even though I really hope that they do. 
I really think it's going to go to someone on the other side. All right. So moving on, uh, Julie at Julie wants to know, do you think they should bring back last place in the daily goes automatically into elimination? Yes. 150%. I agree. Yes. 155%. It's, I feel like it's so stupid now. Like, cause once the way the last two seasons have been, Oh, you know, someone's winning. Why do I have to try anymore? I remember a few seasons back. Um, what was it? Leroy. I forgot what season it was. Shit. He didn't care if he won because he knew he was safe. He just said, you know what? I just don't want to come in less. And I mean, I'd rather have that than people not trying at all and ruining it for each other. Because this season, you've seen, let's say, um, all the time I had, I remember Bananas when the episode he got sent home. You're seeing someone throwing balls at each other. That just takes it away from someone because that one person picks who goes in. And if you're helping that one person win, I mean, the, the odds of them calling you to go in are very, like, slim to none. It, if you're coming in last place, you're automatically going in, and that changes the whole dynamic of the game. Uh, I do wish that they would bring that back. It's about overall performance. And if you're not going to perform in the dailies, then you need to come back and prove why you're still there in an elimination. So I am here for it. I hope that they bring it back. And it also, a good part of that also is, is you can't have your alliance members protect you. Because you're automatically in because you lost. So. I really, I would like to see that coming back because I think it's needed to really wake people up on, if it's an individual game, then you can't, re- you can't rely on your Alliance members either. All right. So Ab at Challenge Kara wants to know, do you think the seal was cheering Maddie on or trying to start beef? She was trying to get her, the seal was trying to get her to get her ass up the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the seal was trying to get her to finish the challenge? Yeah, they're like, hurry up, bitch, go. <laughs> Becky. Oh, my God. I think he was just trying to get a piece of her. He's like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> I think this is the first time that we've seen, you know, a marine animal actually interact with the challengers while they're actually doing their challenge. Maybe next time it could be a fucking shark. Oh, that, I would love to see that. Oh, my God. That'd be even People said, somebody said that she actually might have thought it was a shark. Because they were warned that there were sharks in the water. Oh, shit. So awesome. they, she, when she turned around freaking out, she didn't know if it, what it was. It could have been a shark for all her, yeah. in her mind is. But I think the seal saw her ass and was like, <laughs> yes, I want a piece of that apple. It was and, like, yes, queen. <laughs> yes. Because that girl got booty for days. No but you know, also... Seals can be pretty aggressive. I mean, this one didn't seem aggressive or, or looking to cause her harm, but, you know, it can still be scary, especially if you've never been that close to a seal before. So I do understand Maddie freaking out over it. It's a wild it's a seal. They will bite you. That's a fact. All right, Becky, take us away in tea time. All right. So I guess the first one we're going to go to is... Bear, there is some scandal uh, on the bear side. Apparently, Bear decided that it was a great idea, which he normally does, to post scantily clad women showing off their bodies on his IG. But unfortunately, this particular story came with a sad, cold splash of water 
when it was found out that the girl who was in the video was allegedly a 15-year-old Instagram model named Brooke Allen Carey. Now, there are some people out there who are claiming that Bear had no idea that the girl was 15 and the girl had lied about her age. But there has been no addressing the allegations from Bear. As of this point, we've only heard from young Brooke, who decided to tweet that people need to mind their own business and that it is all lies. So what do you guys think? Should this be a deal breaker for MTV and for future shows that they shouldn't cast Bear in the future for fear of the possibility of this being an even bigger scandal? And do you really think that Bear had no idea that the girl was underage? I mean, this is really tricky. I mean, because... Yeah, yeah, I don't think he would have ever thought of posting something like that if if he knew that she was 15 or maybe get involved. I don't really know. I don't really have enough information on the incident to make an informed decision. I could just say um, that it is definitely something to be worried about. Um, you know, being for the fact that that uh she's only 15, it makes this it makes this whole thing a very disgusting act. But we also got to consider of of what he knew at the time. If he didn't know she was 15, you know, that's one thing. I don't think he would have posted anything if he would have knew her age. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we still haven't really heard an official statement from him explaining his actions and explaining what transpired. Uh, so far, we only got a 15-year-old saying it's not true. It's a really messy situation. It's not a very good look. But it all really depends on what he knew before he made the post. Um, I I agree too. I mean, I just I really don't think Bear knew she was sixteen because look, we're in this age where like a fake ID does exist, and I'm only twenty, and I've been going to like bars and stuff since I was like what sixteen, seventeen. So it's very easy, you know, to get into places and for people to assume you're older than you are, and it's just really tricky because like when you go out to a bar. You assume someone's at 21 years old or in what, in um, the UK, it's 18, I think. So you automatically assume, oh, she's getting in. I mean, she has to be, like, of age. I mean, if even if Bear is going after an 18-year-old girl, I mean, I'd still, the age difference is really large. And I think that's kind of, like, weird. That's not really, like, for me, like, I don't agree with that stuff either. But if that's the way it's, I, I, just a weird thing to talk about. I mean... And I see why he doesn't want to make a statement. It's because with Bears, Bear has a big following. And by him, if it's not true, I feel like he, why bring attention to it? Just like if him saying stuff, it brings it into more of an existence and it brings more attention and more media to it where it can just become a big mess. And I see other people taking that same route. And I think it's the best route. I mean, I'd rather say nothing than say something that could backfire. Honestly, I don't like to comment on these kinds of things just because I need more details. Um, you know, there's a series of different ways we could try to say, like, oh, I'm not sure if he knew about this or, oh, the girl might have lied. You know, there's there's not enough information. I just know that it blew up and it's a bad look on all behalf of everybody. So I'm hoping that it's not true, but, you know, hopefully hoping that we get answers soon. I don't know the true details about this. I'm obviously only recanting what I've been told through other people and obviously Twitter and T pages. But 
overall, it's not a good look for anybody, for her or for him. For her, it makes her look like a liar because she's telling people incorrect ages and possibly getting somebody into trouble. Now, Bear really, from what we know, only really showed a picture of her scantily clad. Doesn't mean that they had any kind of sexual involvement, which would indeed allow towards um, crimes. The only people I know are Bear and Brooke and whoever was with them. So no one's going to get the real truth. I hope nothing happened because, you know, I love seeing on TV, TV gold. But if, if this is true, I mean, you got to get them off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. So moving on to dumb tweet of the week. This one goes out to Alexander Tyler James, who responded to a picture that I posted with uh, Carver's face on Michael Jordan's body, calling her the goat. He responded with saying all of that. And Cora isn't even in the top elite female tier yet. Cora is the definition of an elite female, and she is in the top tier. She's going to a fourth final in a row, eighth overall, which you just said was dumb, and you should be embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, how can you say Cora is not elite? I mean, just look at her resume. She's the elimination queen. I mean, I know people... Don't think so. I mean, other people think other people better in eliminations, but I think Carla Maria owns that the whole elimination floor. I mean, she's the number one team of all time. I'll be scared to go against in any elimination. Whether it's even though the puzzles are shaky, I would still don't want to go against her. She is. You, you can't even say puzzles are shaky because on the last elimination where they had to do a puzzle that got you right into the final, Carver finished first. Well, I'm saying puzzles are shaky because the first episode she came in last. And I know if I, I know if I, you know what? That, now that you said that, that is a good point. Yeah, I'm always right. Oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's not push it. Oh, my right? goodness. It, it, it's clear, though, Kara is definitely one of the greatest females to come onto the show. I mean, even when she had um, a rough beginning, in her first three seasons, she made two finals. I mean, mm. come on. You don't, see, you don't really see much of that now. That's a fact. That's a fact. Ladies, anything to add? I mean, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not saying that she's the best of the best. I am. Or the best that's ever done it. I, was. I, 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 I think why. that there's an argument to be made for her. There is. Because of the fact that she has an amazing resume and the fact she's had a glow-up story. You know, when you really saw her on Fresh Meat 2, she was not a strong competitor. She was very weak. She's And you saw her throughout the years being very timid. She always questioned herself, second-guessed herself to becoming more strong, independent, and really being able to, to compete. That's so. 100% true. Um, you know, I, I watch a lot of basketball, and I never liked Kobe Bryant. But for me to sit here and say that Kobe wasn't one of the best to ever do it will make me just an asshole. Like yeah, you. I just, yeah. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that's the situation with her, too, is people don't want to give her credit because of her personal life. Yeah, which, I just, it sucks because, obviously, people are not really watching the show. They're just more involved for the drama, not the competitive portion of it. I mean, I just I agree. find it funny because um, the people that say that she's not elite are the same ones, you know, with their faves having no challenge wins or having a one-in-four elimination record. Mm. Like, Never seen a final. Like, come mm. on. Like, if you want, like, I get you don't like Hara. I mean, 
I I'm not gonna attack someone for not liking a certain person because like we all have our own opinions and stuff. But like, you have to give credit when credit's due. I mean, I hate West with a passion. Do I respect his game? Yes, the guy. He's a, he's a great social game. He's great eliminations. I mean, he's a great challenge competitor. I'm gonna and I give him credit. And I just think more people have to do that. I mean, you're not gonna lose your pride or ego by saying someone's good. You're giving them a compliment. You should be rewarding yourself by giving someone else who hate a compliment. That's being the bigger person, and more people need to do that. I agree 100%. Take right, notes, guys. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, take notes. All right, so before we close it out, I just want to let you guys know about some of our future plans. Um, the season's coming to an end. We got about two more episodes before the final is complete, and then mm-hmm. we're going to have two more episodes where we cover the reunion. And after that, we are going to do our season-ending awards. That should take an episode. And during the off-season, you can count on us on covering the challenge, season 13, The Duel. Banana's first season, baby. Banana's first season. And we're going to run that concurrently to whatever future seasons come up. So as we cover future seasons in between, we're going to start from season 13 and start going episode to episode. You guys can expect those episodes to be a bit shorter because during that time, the challenge was still in the 30-minute format. But that way, we're able to keep great content coming to you guys during the off-season, and hopefully you guys will stay tuned with us. Uh, We're not going to take any breaks, no days off, Love War Challenges all day. Much love. We appreciate you guys for sticking with us for as long as you did, and hopefully you'll continue. Bananas, close us out. All right, another great episode, Potstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, give us those five stars. Give us that great review. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a good day, Potstars. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace out. Freaking season. That's all day. Stop. Excuse me, man. <laughs> 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 <laughs>